Hello, this is Cheryl Stabler with the Unshakable Woman Podcast. Thank you again for joining us in this new year of 2020. Happy New Year to you all. As a reminder, we have changed our publishing dates from daily to Monday mornings, 5.30 Los Angeles time, 8.30 Eastern Standard Coast time, and on Wednesday. Please like, share, press that notification button so you can have our show each and every week. We profile women who have conquered tremendous tests in life. And these unshakable women will share their story and encourage other women on their purpose-driven journeys. Connect with us for 10 to 15 minutes on Monday mornings and on Wednesday and subscribe to the podcast for alerts to our new show. Share the link and follow our team at Unshakable Woman on both Instagram and Facebook. Please stand by for today's guest, Ellen Como. to Unshakable Woman Podcast. Today is the first show of 2020, and I have the most amazing woman for today's show. Her name is Ellen, and Ellen's story resonates with me because it's exactly where I am in my life, and I know she is going to resonate with a number of women who will hear this podcast. And so I'm going to introduce Ellen to the show, and I'm going to have her share her own story. Um, I met her at the end of 2019 in the parking lot of a church, and then we recently just reconnected as we are studying the book of Romans together. So welcome to the show, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me on. And what Cheryl didn't tell you, but when I did meet her, it was was really cute when we met because I was standing with a friend of mine who was male and he and he loved the car she drove in and she got out of the car and I thought how beautiful her dress was. <laughs> it was funny. We were both so attracted to her for different reasons and I think it was the Holy Spirit that I saw in her that attracted me the most. So yeah, so what I want to talk to to you today about is you know, women that have been divorced and are now single in a church, sometimes we feel a little bit maybe the, the messages aren't being spoken to us. So I wanted to talk a little bit about being single when you're in singleness and how important of a time that is for us, especially in our 40s and beyond. Because there's mostly, you, you walk into church, you see families all around you, and you're sitting there and you're single. And what does that mean? And I have a lot of friends who are single as well. And what if you're being called to singleness, you will know it. God will let you know. But if you are desiring a partner, it's because God has truly put that on your heart. And that's something you should really pray about and really be sure about. Well, I knew I was supposed to be, I was supposed to have a partner. And I always knew this partner was circling me. God always would tell me he's close by, he's close by. And God even told me when you finally meet him, he's going to knock your socks off. I had no idea what that meant. So... Um, I want to mention Cheryl, she spoke over me that you're going to be meeting your man very soon, or he's coming soon. She, it was it was so quick, and I got in the car and I even called my friend, 
that was standing in the parking lot with me and said, did I really hear what I thought I heard? And he said, yes, I heard it too. So we, I actually got confirmation because it's so important to get confirmation, especially if you're not sure about something. So by about five weeks later, I end up running into a friend of mine from high school that wanted to set me up with his friend a year ago at our high school reunion. Now, this man was the most popular guy in school. I was the most I was most invisible in school. And our paths never crossed in high school. But at the reunion, he he perked up when he saw me and kept trying to talk to me. He had a girl following him around. I thought, I'm not getting involved in any of this. And I stayed away from him for the rest of the reunion. And his friend kept saying, you guys need to date. You guys just, I just know you guys need to date. So I ran into his friend a year later. Now, I was laying there in my bed watching Netflix with my dog on the day that I ended up running into his friend. And my friend called me and she said, please meet me. I just broke up with my boyfriend. I'm really upset. Meet me at this restaurant. So I threw on a dress, a pair of tennis shoes, no makeup, and I'm going, you know, to rescue. It's, it's rescue time for your girlfriend, right? We all been there. And I show up. I end up seeing his friend from high school that wanted to fix me up with, with Dave. So I'm going to give him the name now. So now we know who I'm talking about. And then he called, he, so he said to me, is it okay if I give Dave your number? And I said, absolutely. He called Dave and said, Ellen, Ellen's here right next to me and she wants your number. So he kind of played Cupid. Dave called me the next day. I went out with him to eliminate him because I was in the prime of my singleness. And when I say that, when you are in singleness, you need to be single. And that means single that doesn't mean dabbing into online dating I'm not saying that's a bad thing but if you're in singleness be single this is the time God is preparing you this is the God time God is healing you this is a great time to have intimacy with Jesus I kept doing something what I call meeting Jesus in the meadow and he was taking me through different ages of my life and healing me slowly it was beautiful so I was having such a great time being single that I really at that moment knew that God was bringing me the man in his timing and there wasn't that anxiety about meeting this man because I knew he would come when he was supposed to come. God also gave me the vision to understand when a guy walked up if he, this was a man that I wanted to go further with. And so one day I just had this, I was in my prayer and I said, God, I am a single woman, so obviously God. I want my business to be my boyfriend. I want you to be my matchmaker. He's, here's a list of things I think I want. You know better. And that's how I ended my prayer. That was it. I never gave it a second thought. And oh, and I added a PS to that prayer. But if he is the one, please shine the light on him so I will know. Because if not, I will not know it. And I know that about myself. So I ended up, Dave called me, asked me out. I went out to eliminate him, not to see him. I thought, oh, if he was the most popular guy, guy in high school, he's probably going to be one of those people that's still living in high school and arrogant. Well, we went out to dinner four hours later while we were sitting there across the table from each other, and I found a vulnerable, honest, open man sitting across the table, and all of a sudden, a light, like, shined on his forehead, and I thought, oh, that had to be a car driving by, and the light's, like, coming in the window, so I'm looking around the restaurant to see what's going on. And there's no light coming in anywhere. And to the point where he said, you know, 
well, what are you looking at? I said, oh, I just saw a weird light. And then it happened again. So, and you know what I loved about this first date? This man looked at me and said, you know, you, do you drink? And I said, well, I have wine occasionally. He goes, well, is it okay if I get to know you that we don't drink at all? Because I just really want to get to know the real you and I want you to get to know the real me without that involved. And right then I knew again, wow, this, this is like, this man's amazing. So our next five or six dates were at Starbucks and we would meet and just sit on a sofa. And one day we sat at a table because all the sofas were taken up and I was really praying about this guy. Should I continue? Should I not? I'm being so happy right now in my singleness that do I really want to not be single because I really put myself in a great place with you, God, in my intimacy. It was not, I didn't want to break away from that intimacy that I have with God and have another man take its place. So take his place. So I was kind of going through this little, I don't know, I don't know moment and he was sitting at a table and all of a sudden this light shone in his face so bright that I even said to him are you okay because the light was so strong on his face does that bother your eyes and said, yeah it kind of is so we moved and as we moved the light kept following him and shining in his face now I'm sitting where he was sitting he's sitting where I'm sitting and the, the light's still hitting him and not hitting me so at that moment okay, God, I think this is good now. So, you know, that is that is like just the short part of our story. We're still together. Things are going really well. Taking everything really slow. I told him from the beginning that, you know, this is not, I'm sorry, I don't, you know, until I am in a relationship when I, that we are calling permanent, meaning we are going to get married, no sex, you know, not going to sleep with you. I said that right up front. The second thing uh, was I didn't know where he stood uh, about the third date about church and where his faith was. Come to find out, he was in Al-Anon for reasons, and those are his personal reasons, not for mine to share. And in Al-Anon, he was saying, you know, I need God, I need more of God in my life. I don't know where to get it, but I was, he said I was praying to God every day. I've been praying to God for years, but I didn't even know how to walk into a church. And so on our fourth date, I said, really big question for you. Um, would you consider going to church with me? And he said, I've been looking for somebody to ask me that. So it wasn't missionary dating. Be careful about that. That wasn't. He was ready. He wanted it. And the day that I knew he was serious, I was out of town. And um, he texted me to say what I was doing. And I asked where he was. He goes, I'm just leaving church. So he was going without me. And I'm so happy. So I guess when I wanted to share that story, Again, to give you the ending, to give you the happy, there's to just show you that it can happen. But if you're in singleness, but you're not being single, God cannot do the work He needs to do with you in order to prepare you and get you ready for the man He's about to bring you. So don't be dabbling online. Don't do this. Oh yeah, I'm single, but I'm dating. If you decide to be dating, okay, now you're dating. But you're either dating or you're not dating. Either you're single or you're dating. You can't be single in singleness and dating at the same time, in my opinion. And that is what I have found. So the three things I want to share with you today right off the bat is let God be your matchmaker. He knows you better than anyone. He breathed the life into you before you were born. He gave you your path. He gave you your purpose. He knew. He knew you were going to be divorced and sitting where you were. He knew all of this. 
So let him be your matchmaker. Stop trying to be your own matchmaker. And listen to God. Allow confirmation, but allow God's word to be the final word. Number two, in your singleness, don't look at it like it's a death sentence or it is a lonely sentence. It can be the most beautiful time of your life. Allow yourself to get intimate with Jesus, but allow yourself to get intimate with yourself. Who are you? What makes you the person that you are? What makes you unique? What things about you that you didn't like before that you're now going to fall in love with because you know God doesn't make mistakes and he made you? So that is the second thing I would say. And the third thing is I'd say before your feet hit the ground, you pray every single day. And you know, if you're in singleness right now, it's okay to pray for the man that's not there yet. Pray for him that he's having a great day. Pray that he's not feeling lonely and he's feeling happy too. Pray that he is loving God just as much as you love God. And pray for prosperity for the man you're about to meet. So pray for him. Then pray for yourself. Thank God for your intimate time with him. And then just just live your life. Live your life. Be the person you're supposed to be. Be the friend you're supposed to be to your friends. Be the parent you're supposed to be to your your children. Don't make that man be your idol. Because as long as that man is your idol, God's not your idol. And as soon as that happens, he's not going to bring that man to you. So you might be holding it back. So remember whose you are. Can I say that too? And also remember who. Do you love God? Is God going to be your matchmaker? Don't make the man the idol. Because if you make the man the idol, God will never bring you one of his sons. So I guess that's all about for today. Wow. That, <laughs> that was uh, fabulous. Thank you so much for the ministry, for the word, for the tips. Um, You know, and at the end of every show, I I generally ask, what is the one word that you would give women to resonate with what you shared with us today? So if if they're just having one of those days and they're in their car driving, that one word, that one word you would give them for motivation and encouragement. Can I give three? Okay. Three words. Three words. Regal. What does that mean? You have the responsibility of a kingdom. So you're responsible for a kingdom. Obedience. Because if you're not obedient, God can't do his work. And if you are carrying yourself in a regal manner with the responsibility and the elegance of the woman that we are supposed to be, and you are being obedient, God, you will be victorious. Thank you so much, Ellen, for being with us today. She is an unshakable woman so happy that we have met. So thank you everyone for staying with us today. Thank you for tuning in to another day of Unshakable Woman. And remember for the new year, we have one show per week of our great Unshakable Women. And we profile women, musician, artists every Wednesday. Stay tuned for a word from our sponsors and we'll see you next week. Be unshakable and live an unshakable life. Thank you.
Thank you again for tuning in to the Unshakable Woman podcast. You have many podcasts to choose from, and we are grateful that you chose to tune into our wonderful sisterhood of Unshakable Woman. Remember to follow us on our social media platforms. If you want to call in and share your story, visit our social platforms and send us an email at Cheryl at CherylStabler.com. A special thanks to our in-kind sponsors, Classic Public Relations, a PR firm, in Los Angeles, Building Your Business Brands, To Infinity Travel, Escapes That Soothe the Soul, and DreamWatchers.org, providing free performance arts training to Los Angeles kids ages 8 through 18. For more information in regards to our in-kind sponsors, visit their social profiles on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Build your sisterhood tribe and live unshakable. Have an unshakable life, have an unshakable day, and we'll see you next time on the Unshakable Woman Podcast. God bless. Thank you.